The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. The disciples of Jesus recounted what had taken place along the way and how they had come to recognize him in the breaking of the bread. While they, stood, while they were still speaking about this, he stood in their midst and said to them, Peace be with you. But they were startled and terrified and thought they were seeing a ghost. Then he said to them, Why are you troubled? And why do questions arise in your hearts? Look at my hands and my feet, that it is my, I myself. Touch me and see, because a ghost does not have flesh and bones, as you can see I have. And as he said this, he showed them his hands and his feet. While they were still incredulous for joy and were amazed, he asked them, Have you anything here to eat? They gave him a piece of baked fish. He took it and ate it in front of them. He said to them, These are my words that I spoke to you while I was still with you that everything written about me in the law of Moses and in the prophets and Psalms must be fulfilled. Then he opened their minds to understand the scriptures. And he said to them, thus it is written that the Christ would suffer and rise from the dead on the third day and that repentance for the forgiveness of sins would be preached in his name to all nations beginning from Jerusalem. You are witnesses of these things. The Gospel of the Lord. Well, happy Easter Thursday. Um, our Gospel reading today is closely linked to the one yesterday, which was the road to Amos. And it's, uh, I'm sure it's a favorite for most all of you because of the way that the two disciples are walking on the road and Jesus appears, they don't recognize him, uh, but he opens their mind to scripture. And of course, at the end of yesterday's reading, it says they recognized him in the breaking of the bread and that's repeated today. So these are really two closely tied uh, gospel readings. Again, um, the scripture is going to be opened in the minds of the disciples here today. He says, uh, after you know, showing that he was physically really present, he opened their minds to understand the scriptures. Um, I'm always intrigued with this ability to see when we can't quite see. And it happens to us all the time. Uh, you know, we're trying to find our keys and uh, they're right where we looked three times. Uh, our mind is fixed on something else until we get engaged in what we're really focused on, what becomes important to us. And with this reading from the book of Acts with Peter, um, it's really interesting because Peter is in what's called Solomon's portico. And something happens with the, the person that's been healed and the Solomon's portico that Peter sees something. And of course, this is after Jesus has opened his mind so he can understand the scripture. So in my thinking, it's like, wow, there's something there. Peter sees something 
in this combination of healing and Solomon's portico. So, of course, I want to try to understand that a little bit better. Um, so Solomon's portico is um, a huge, um, well, it's a porch. A portico is a porch, but it's a, a double column structure, and these columns are huge, 40 feet tall. It's a glorious uh, columned area that would have greeted people as they came into the temple. It's the only remaining piece of the original temple that King Solomon built. So after the first destruction, um, what was left was this portico, this huge columned area. So this was originally built by King Solomon. Um, so that intrigued me. I went back to First Kings, and we can read about what happened uh, when that, uh, the first temple was completely finished. And King Solomon, uh, it's in chapter 8 of the first book of Kings. So King Solomon does a dedication. He brings up the Ark of the Covenant and all the priests and everything is there for a big dedication. And sure enough, God comes down in the dark cloud and he fills completely the temple, so much that the priests have to remove themselves. They can't minister anymore. So it means that the cloud that God was in, he came into the temple and he inhabited it and pushed everyone out. That included the portico, all the way to the porch. That's how full God took up this temple that had been built. Of course, King Solomon, in his humility, wanted to make a statement of how great a house he had built. And so uh, he says um, that the Lord intends to dwell in the dark cloud. I have indeed built you a princely house, the base for your enthronement forever. Well, if we look at the bottom of our American Standard Bible at those notes, it talks about the word dwell. So King Solomon is talking about God dwelling in the temple, which included the portico. And it says there, it's a double meaning for the word dwell. In fact, we even translate it to abide in many cases. But he says uh, in this, it says the double meaning to dwell or to sit the double meaning allows an understanding of the divine presence as both transcendent and graciously eminent. It, it occurs to me that Peter is seeing something because Jesus had taught in the Solomon's portico. He had taught, he had prayed, and he had healed. And now there's another healing that he's just observed in our gospel reading. And if we think about the transcendence of God, he is completely outside of humanity. But yet he graciously agrees to participate in our everyday lives. And here he is in the portico healing people. And I think Peter sees this, this healing and this combination of 
abide and dwelling that Jesus, God and man, I think Peter realizes this. Maybe this is the time that he really completely understands what Jesus' mission is going to be going forward. And it took this place, Solomon's portico, and the history of how God dwelled, abide and did that, and how he's going to do it with us today. And we can't lose this uh, connection back to when we see all this with scripture and we see how it's written and, and our understanding should be there, but we, we forget about it. We have the real presence. We have the consecration that we come to daily to be reminded, to be filled and reminded of the real presence of God in our lives, working every day, not just here, but as we take that out into the world. I think Peter sees that in our reading today. And it's a reminder to us in what our call is to take this Easter spirit that we have out into the world and let everyone else see it. Let's stand and offer our petition.